You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. I never tire of listening to that music. I love it. And you are listening to Orange County's longest running business talk show. And I'm your host, Rick Franzi. And ooh, do we have a good show planned for you today? Why, you ask? Because Lynn Sebastian is our guest. She is, her firm is Sebastian Wealth Management, and she's partnered with UBS Financial Services. So Lynn, welcome to the program today. Thank you very much, Rick. Glad to be here. So you have a storied track record in the wealth management industry. I'm wondering, take us back in time. What was your original motivation or inspiration to get into this field? Sure. Thanks, Rick. Um, actually, I had no plans to be in financial services. Um, I actually thought I might go into broadcasting, believe it, way back when, but um, I changed my mind after an internship. Uh, I, I decided I'd go into something else. But a um, couple things. I, I was in sort of a different industry right when I got out of college, and I... I don't know. I was kind of bored. I was looking for something more challenging, more stimulating, more inspiring. Um, I had an interest in investments and finance. Um, I also thought there was a need for um, women in particular to be in the finance industry because I didn't see a lot of role models out there. Um, and my personal story is my father passed away when I was about eight years old, and he was a business professor. And my mother was a homemaker, um, and my father had handled all the finances, but my, my mother was not that involved. And so suddenly my father passed away, and I saw her in that situation where um, she all of a sudden had to figure out where things were, how things worked, um, what do I do, um, what should I sell. Um, and so that sort of stayed with me for a long time. And then when I decided to make a career change, I, I went to an investment seminar um, just to learn a little bit more about it myself. And then sort of a light, a light went off and I said, I think I found what I want to do. Um, and so I sort of proceeded to, um, you know, move forward and investigate investment firms and, and knock on doors and, and phone calls, so to speak. Uh, and it was, it was a long journey, but somehow I, I made it. It's been, been, uh, been a long time. So we're going to talk about your specific practice in a minute. I'm just wondering, cause you've several decades now you've been in this field has the thing that you noticed in the beginning, lack of women in the industry, has, has that changed over time? It's gotten better. Um, I don't think it's it's where it should be, though. I think there is a lot of room for improvement. Um, and um, it's, a it's a really good industry for women. I really encourage women um, to get involved. And if it's something that they have an interest in, to not not be afraid of it, look into it. I mean, think about it. I mean, look at more than half the population is, is women and more than 80% of women will be in charge of their finances, even if they're in a, you know, a, a marriage or, or partnership where maybe the husband's taking over, just like in my own, own uh, family situation. Um, my mom had to get into it at, you know, 
at a whim's notice. And so women, and a lot of women do like to talk to other women. I mean, it's not, I have, I have men clients, I have women clients, but I think it's, um, there's just a lot of opportunity. And I find that um, women are, are really good investors. They listen a lot. Um, and I listen to them. And we make decisions after educating them on the certain investment or topic. And, and they, they make great decisions. So when you joined the field, you coincidentally started with UBS, right? You've been with them for several decades. Yep. Why did you think UBS was the right place for you to position your career? Right. Well, I have a lot of choices um, of where I, I hang my hat or my practice. And um, it's been a very long time. And I figure if something is not broken, um, <laughs> you should not try and fix it. And my firm, UBS, allows me a lot of flexibility. Um, it's kind of like my practice is like an entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I have the, the resources that UBS gives me. I mean, we're are a global powerhouse that has trillions of dollars in assets that I can reach out and get the resources that I need for my clients. For example, I have a, have a client who's selling their business and they have a lot of real estate questions in regards to that business. So I ended up calling our real estate analyst talking to him, getting some insight, relaying it back to the client. I mean, that was that was something that maybe you wouldn't be able to do normally in a huge company, but um, it's, it's a big company that feels very small in terms of um, collaboration. So you have your practice inside because you have your own Correct. wealth management firm. Correct. Let's talk about that specific practice. Like, who do you help? What are sure. you doing for them? And sure. why of all their choices, Lynn, do they say Sebastian Wealth Management is the right team for me? Right. So um, when I started the business, I had no clients. So you have to, I know it's a pretty scary thing <laughs> yeah. when you start out. Things are a little different now. You can join a, join a team if you're a new advisor. But when I started, um, it was, are you sure you want to do this? A lot of people are going to fail. Um, you know, you're, you're going to want to deal with people with a lot of money, a lot of assets to manage. How are you going to get clients? And I said, well, how does everyone else get clients? Why can't I do it? So um, I I sort of did did everything. I mean, I, I did seminars. Um, you know, I called people in regards to, you know, certain events that were happening um, in terms of their businesses or, or lives. Um, but I help a lot of people who are in transition. So, for example, mm -hmm. if they are um, coming into an inheritance or um, divorce or um, I have a lot of a lot of um, females who who are, are widows, who, again, just like my, my own situation. And so, um, so that was something that was easily identifiable in terms. So I do have a lot of clients um, who are female. Um, and then, again, retirement. Retirement is a big focus of in, in the back of people's minds or in the front of people's minds, depending on where they, where they fit. So I help a lot of people in terms of, um, you know, how are they going to retire? When are they going to retire? Um, what do they need? Um, what's your budget going to look like? What is retirement going to look like? Um, and then also legacy planning, for example. Um, 
you know, you collected all these assets your entire life. Um, if something were to happen to you, what do you want to happen to those assets? Because a lot of people spend all their time, you know, trying to collect. Uh, and a lot of times they don't think about what's the next step. And so we want to think about taxes. We want to think about a lot of people have philanthropic goals. Mm -hmm. um, what's the best way to accomplish that? Um, all kinds of things like that. So I saw that Michael must have been someone on your team had just put on a comment that's been, there he goes, very informative. Thank you, Michael. We always love it when the listeners <laughs> comment. Anyone else, if you want to make a comment, Lynn and I can certainly handle taking a minute away from our planned conversation to recognize your participation. You know, you, you've been in the industry, you have staying power. So you were successful, you've scaled the practice, you're building it and expanding it. I'm wondering, as you look around to your peers and others in the industry, are there some critical success factors or secrets to success that if you want to be in the wealth management field, maybe uh, you ought to be aware of? And would you share those if there are? Sure. Um, I, have, I have seen a lot of different advisors, you know, some come and go and some who obviously have, have staying power. Um, you know, it, it's one thing I, I must say is you have to learn how to listen, you know, because a lot of people like to talk. Um, but when you are engaging clients or prospective clients, you want to listen to what is it they're really trying to accomplish and, and what are their hot buttons? Okay. What, what are they, you know, some people it's, it's taxes. I don't want to pay any taxes. Now, of course we, none of us really like to pay taxes. Okay. And we, we all need to be legal about how we pay our taxes, but you know, some, some want to really focus on strategies to mitigate that. And so, or is there certain investments, you know, maybe I want to talk about municipal bonds or something like that. So some people have, some advisors have, have really focused niches that they, um, you know, they stress, um, or they have certain target markets that they do. Um, both, both are good. I think an advisor has to have um, a clear understanding of what they're trying to accomplish um, for their clients and, um, and be persistent. And one thing that I have found really helpful to me is um, I, I tell my clients that I learn something every day. If I do not learn something every day, then you should fire me. <laughs> because you have to be receptive to change because change is constant. I've been doing this for quite some time. And if I did not or would not adapt to change, I would not be sitting here. And so I think that's super important for people to understand. That is true. I, I love the lifelong learner mentality, Lynn. I think it's so true. And it really keeps you fresh in what you're doing and, and on top of your game. I'm wondering... Over the arc of your career, have you ever received a piece of business advice that has really served you well? Or do you have a piece of a business advice that you could share with our audience today? Um, I think be authentic is, is a big deal for me because I'm not trying to be someone else who, you know, there are some people who focus on certain people, the, certain clients that they want. And maybe that's that's not for me. You know, I'm, I'm very clear about who I am. And I'm also, um, I'm also very straight with my clients. I don't just tell them what they want to hear. I tell them advice. They, they, they look for me for advice. 
So if they say, Lynn, you know, I, should I buy that second home or do you think I should be doing this? Sometimes I say, no, I don't think you should. And maybe that's not something that they want to hear, but I think you, you, you have to be honest and you have to be truthful and, and tell them what you really think without sugarcoating. Yeah, you're in an interesting profession, and we're not going to talk about the nuts and bolts of it, but it's it's interesting because a part, I would think, of customers' value with you is the performance of things that are beyond your control. <laughs> so, you know, a lot, you a lot of things you cannot control, and, right. and a lot of people do do understand that, but, um, but you sort of explain the risk, and you make sure that if somebody, um, if somebody can tell you, I want to be aggressive. You know, I, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't care. I can handle the ups and downs of the market and, you know, maybe the market goes down a little bit and they said, what, what happened? And I said, well, we went over this, you know, markets do not just go like this. They go like this. And so you really have to read people and you have to make assessments that is this right for the client? And if you are feeling that, um, a, they're not understanding something, or B, that it's maybe not the best strategy for them. You need you need to talk about it, and you need to maybe you know change change course. Um, this is not something that you you just set something down and then you you know you walk away from it. I mean, we're we're here to advise our clients on on the whole whole financial picture. It's not just their investments again. It's it's their legacy. It's maybe their long-term care. Have they thought about, mm. you know, what am I going to do when I get older? Who's going to care for me? How am I going to pay for that? Um, things like that. Or how about how about not only just the um, the asset side of things, but what about the liability side of things, you know? So we look at the whole picture and we try and put things into perspective for the client and help them make the best decision. That's really important because in addition to the uh, outside influences, you also have a very, what I believe, uh, job of working with people and there can be an emotion tied to the subject matter, which can really make, I think, the job of, I, I admire your profession because you're, you're part expert, but you're also part therapist, I think, at some oh. point. Oh, so. <laughs> definitely. We we know, uh, or I know, a lot of things about my clients that, um, you know, not a lot of people know about. Right. And <laughs> I will take that to the grave. <laughs> exactly. And let's, so let's talk about artificial intelligence then, mm. Lynn. You know, we're, it's all over the media and- All over. I'm just wondering, from your perspective in your industry, how do you see AI impacting? Oh, sure. Um, there is so much going on with AI. Um, in fact, FYI, I just want to say that UBS just did a four-part um, virtual event on wow. artificial intelligence that I highly recommend. Um, and if anyone is interested, they can get in touch with me later about it. But basically, what is what is AI? What are the investment implications? What are the implications to businesses and industry and education? And then what are the practical applications? So that was the four-part series. Um, in terms of, of my business, um, I actually see a lot of opportunity um, for the positive because I know there's a lot of, of negative talk about, okay, what is it going to do? Is it going to, you know, turn away jobs and things like that? But, you know, time is, time is money right? For most people and most businesses. And it, for myself, um, if I can find more time and if I, if I can 
use some applications that can help me, you know, streamline and summarize opportunities and, and investments that would fit certain clients and cer certain profiles. And basically, if I have something on the calendar, you know, about um, a certain event that's going to happen, and I have certain um, applications that are telling me, well, this it could be good for this person because this is this is going on with them, or they have a loan coming due. You know, you should be talking to them about. You know, they have a higher interest rate that we can probably do better. I mean, there's there's so many practical implications that actually can be can be positive. Kind of goes back to that. You know, you got to embrace change, and and this change is is here, um, and there are many ways to use it um, for for my company and for other industries out there. For example, like healthcare, dramatic changes mm -hmm. that can be used for healthcare in terms of robotics and things like that. But people in the profession of sales and marketing, I mean, if they can craft marketing content or emails or um, summarize research, you know, that can help them on their target market. I mean, I think these are all wonderful things that can help us. I agree with you. I think we are looking at a very significant technological innovation that will become such a part of our everyday existence, whether it's business or personal. And I think pretty quickly we'll become dependent on it, just like we use the Internet now, which, you know, not too long ago, probably when you started your practice, yep. the Internet wasn't what it is today, was nope, it? No, you're yeah. absolutely right. Okay, so speaking of tomorrow, this is a great segue to talk about your practice. And where do you see, you'll be back on the show at some point in the future. What's going to be bigger, brighter, different for you and your firm? Well, I think there's a huge demographic change going on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have a, a, the baby boomers are, you know, are, are moving on, you know, in age. And we have this, this next generation boom that is behind us. You know, my clientele is multi-generational. So um, I have families where I deal with, you know, grandma, I deal with the daughters, I'm dealing with their grandchildren and their grandchildren are having their own children. Hmm. So, um, so my practice has to grow with that. So um, in terms of the future, I want to expand my team, expand um, the generations uh, below um, you know, I intend to be here for quite some time. I'm not retiring anytime soon <laughs> that I'm aware of. So, um, so I, I think we, we have to go where the clients are going. And, um, and like, like I mentioned before, um, there's a huge transfer of wealth that is going to be happening. And so we need to educate that next generation on how to prepare themselves for it. Um, and a lot of a lot of maybe generation one wants to um, they're they're afraid of what the next generation is going to do with the money. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of worry and a lot of concern. And I think the sooner that you um, you kind of incorporate a strategy, how to get them involved. And I'm trying to get my clients um, to get those other family members involved. And I think people should know, use, use your advisor um, to help them teach, teach this next generation. I think it's a huge, huge benefit for all of us. Yes. In advance of when the, it's going to happen too, right? You, you can't wait until the web, the wealth transfer wow. is happening. You got to season them up before they get the reins of what might be 
something they're not used to having. So the sooner the better. Even young young children can learn right? about money. There's different yes. ways of doing it, and we have we have special educational things that we can we can help that re the really young generation. So I'm I'm really glad to hear that you're able to work with multi generations that way because sometimes I work with business owners and CEOs here in Orange County. And sometimes the advisors that help the parents or the grandparents start the firm don't always go with the new operation. Oh, for sure. People. So if you can keep them all in your, that's, that's for sure. Cool. And it's great for your business owners. Like they need to be doing succession planning and making yes. sure if something were to happen to them, who's going to take over the business. So um, I'm also a certified exit planning advisor. I saw that. Yeah. And um, so a lot of businesses too, they, um, if they don't have family members or they don't have, oh, who am I going to leave this to or whatever, you know, they may have to prepare themselves, you know, for an eventual sale um, down the road. And if they prepare themselves to be a better company, a better marketable company, then I think that's better for the owner, you know, obviously. Yeah, it's it's it, selling a business is unlike uh, selling a house or a car or anything else. The, it's much more involved in having experts like you who can help guide them because business owners don't sell their business often, usually, wow. and they, they don't have the experience to know how to maximize the value. So, and it's a, it's a painful and very emotional experience. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, I've heard stories. Yes. So Lynn, if someone would like to connect with you and why wouldn't they, maybe they mm -hmm. want to get the four part series from UBS. Maybe they want to learn more about your specific practice. How do they find you online? Sure. Um, well, I'm on LinkedIn um, and uh, Lynn with an E. Uh, you can see my name up there uh, and with UBS Financial Services. And I have a have a website and um, I'm local in um, Newport Beach, Fashion Island. So office right around the corner from from the fire station. So, um, yeah, so reach out. I'm happy to happy to help people if they are interested in career advice. I'm happy to to share it with them as well. So. That's fantastic. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I told the audience at the top that it was going to be a great show and you delivered. <laughs> Thanks, and I Rick. really appreciate your time and thank you for being a guest today. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'd like to your thank viewers. <laughs> your, hey, I'd like to thank them. They're a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. Lynn's show is now in our archives. We have over 1,400 interviews. You can wow. sort them. If you're an Orange County entrepreneur, and you'd like to share your story on Critical Mass Business Talk Show, then reach out to me. I'm LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Coincidentally, that's also my website, rickfranzi.com. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Mm -hmm.